0: For today's episode, we're going to talk about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. It released in May of 2022. It was directed by Deborah Chow and stars Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and Moses Ingram.
1: Jack, would you like to start us off? Uh, I would love to, Cooper. So for me, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi was one of my favorite characters of the entire Star Wars saga, but this show it just didn't really click with me that much. And um, today I'll be briefly going into certain aspects of the show and uh, which didn't sit right with me and some aspects that did sit right with me. Since there are only six episodes, I cannot really go into the arcs as such due to there not being really any considering its short duration length, which I still believe should have been in a movie um, as a movie as a whole, which would have been better for the character of Obi-Wan, I believe. Um, initially I thought overall the show was average. And was really carried by the final two episodes and their final confrontation between Vader and Obi-Wan. I believe personally they didn't really need to show at all. But hey, I love Hayden and I love Ewan, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad they're back.
2: Yeah, completely agree with you. Yeah,
1: so I just think that to bring them back and fight again for another rematch was just partially a retcon of the New Hope and their interaction but just to see the updated visuals against one another, and one another is amazing to see in general. The show's theme was actually not my favourite, sorry John Williams, this is really the only piece I didn't really connect with and relate to as much. It's probably because it gave off the sad and tragic life of Obi-Wan after the Battle of Mustafa and the fall of his apprentice Anakin. However, this is meant to be Obi-Wan's theme as a whole, so, like, come on. In the future, are we ever going to really truly relate to this theme as the character of Obi-Wan? Because it's not his entire life. Another aspect of the show, which I was uh, want to mention, is the cinematography and CGI. I believe the the way the lighting was kind of shot with the lightsaber hues being so vivid just, di- just didn't really feel like Star Wars to yeah, me. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And it... I know you're going
0: to touch on this point a bit later, but it, it didn't feel like the Star Wars that we're used to. You think back into the prequels. We'll look at Revenge of the Sith. Um, the two the we'll look at we'll look at the t- two battles that I'm thinking of: the Grievers versus Obi Wan battle. Oh yeah. Uh, the lighting for the lightsabers it is bright, but it's not as it doesn't have as much of a hue as you see in this series. And even on Mustafar for the final battle with the uh, contrasting background and the lightsabers, you still don't get that hue. Whereas in this series, it just feels like when the lightsaber's ignited in the dark, it takes up the whole screen. <laughs> you see nothing else but this blue kind of shading, this red shading, and it's
1: really distracting, and it takes away from the series quite a bit. I think primarily is because I tried to use it as its primary source of entirely of the lighting of the scene, when in, in theory it should have just been a partial aspect of it and not just... and have other sources of light within the scene. It's just a bit jarring to look at once you watch the Star Wars franchise as as um, one after the other as a whole because you're going from an amazingly shot and filmed Revenge of the Sith into this Obi-Wan Kenobi fan film-esque look style even though Disney literally have the budget to make it movie quality. So I just... Do. If I may... Actually. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I think part of that is also to do
0: with the new, like... Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's the visual kind of... Oh, the new the new way of their, their filming yeah. shows, yeah. yeah. Instead of green screen. Instead of green screen, mm-hmm. they're trying to just use that new ambience to try and, you know... That's what they were using, and it obviously didn't work out for this series.
2: And, and while we're touching on lightsabers, we'll definitely get to it later, especially Jack and I, but <laughs> yeah. the lightsaber fighting in this show... Just didn't
1: not, really sit right with no, us as much. No, not at all. But um, it's not Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. But um, not only this, but one thing that really, really bugged me a bit with the CGI was Vader's castle. From the yeah. literally from the inside of it, it just it just looks so not aesthetically pleasing and not movie quality, which we saw in Rogue One, which which made you feel like it was more fan fan filmed, and it just it didn't really give the aesthetic of being a true. Castle esque style, which made it look a bit more fake and and didn't really put you in the scene.
2: Yeah, it didn't look very detailed, very rendered. You know, like what we see, like you said, Rogue One with director Krennic, Invaders Castle. This just didn't look didn't look like it should even be in the show.
0: Mm. I I do understand the point of view that you're coming from, but from what I can remember, it's it's basically like the I'm I'm assuming sure we we're talking about the inside, like yeah, kind of yeah. when he's in throwing yeah. interior. It's very similar to the outside of the. Outside of the castle, it doesn't have to look very detailed. It's just an area where he conducts business. <laughs> I'm air quoting, if well, you guys can't tell, but I'm air quoting. Um, so it doesn't need to be completely detailed. Uh, it probably looking at it, it doesn't really give off the vibe of like it's very textured. Like, if I was to touch mm. it, it would probably be. In real life, the set would probably be—it'd be plastic or some hmm. sort of combination where it's trying to give off the aesthetic of, of being marble, or, marble or concrete or something. Hmm. So I do understand in that sense, but overall, I'm not too bothered by by the CGI for Vader's castle. Yeah, there's, hmm.
2: there's that scene of uh, Vader. I think there's a window behind, isn't there, Jack? Yeah, yeah an it, overlooking of the
1: lava pools. Yeah, and it stuff. just
2: doesn't look finished. I at think. All. I think.
1: Hmm, I think Cooper's right with the partially. De- It wasn't... Like, I think it was the depth of field. I think it's the way it was shot, which kind of portrayed the CGI to not be as sharp and rendered. I think it's also to do with the filmmaking. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, When we talk about Obi-Wan, we really can't... We cannot mention Leia and how big of her role she was in the show. And to me personally, I know Cooper next to me was probably going to have an opinion about this, but it's okay. Um... I just think that with Leia there was a force force plot, especially with the chase scenes. And yet again, another Disney Plus show with an older Supervision figure and a child happened with Grogu and Mando and now an Obi-Wan too. What is going on with this, guys?
0: Uh, can I add a point? And this might be a bit uh, like of an unpopular opinion. But I feel like if you're going to introduce Leia in this series, what else could you really do... like? Okay, let's say we don't have Leia. What's the
1: story that you're going to tell with obi What's going to be the story that's going to take you across six episodes... But that's the thing, though. I think it shouldn't have even been a show with six episodes. It was initially going to be a mm. a trilogy of movies. Yeah. Like if they just had it as one film, the the driving factor to get Obi Wan away from Tatooine didn't have to be Leia. It could have easily just been, let's just say, Darth Vader and the Inquisitors, which the Inquisitors did do, invade um Tatooine, and it forced him, and it forced him to to leave because he was getting sensed that he was there, which made which makes him migrate. ...to another planet to just briefly draw them away, which then could have um, forced a plot initially. Here's my issue with what you just said. Mm.
0: Uh, Darth Vader would never ever return to Tatooine. That is where he has experienced the most low points in his life. He lost his mother on Tatooine. He was a slave on Tatooine as a child. He... He...
2: Hates sand. (laughs) Literally. He hates sand.
1: Okay, I get, I get what you mean by that. That makes total sense. But I am just, I was just trying to emphasise. The yeah, yeah, no, Inquisitors already did that. They didn't need to have Leia if they really wanted to get rid of, you know, to make it um, more of a movie-esque.
2: And I agree with Jack. I don't really think it had to be made. But since they did, again, I don't really think that the Leia story worked. I don't know what they could have done. They could have maybe shown uh, Obi-Wan training with Qui- Qui-Gon, which we'll get to later. Uh, But um, we could have seen him interacting more with Luke. And especially, I think it would have been really cool. We had that one major interaction between Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen. Mm. I really enjoyed that scene. I think we could have seen even more with with the friction between those two. Obi-Wan wanting to train Luke, but Uncle Owen not wanting him to get involved. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, Just to add a little bit more onto the Leia aspect. I did, however, love the actress and thought she gave the vibe of a young Leia. And her appearance looked very similar to how I would imagine young Carrie Fisher being. So there's no hate to any of the actors in no. the, in the show entirely. Not at all. It's more just, I think, they needed they, they really struggled to think of a driving force to get Obi-Wan off the planet. Which is why I think the show entirely didn't even need to happen. Because it really just felt like it was a bit of a, a, jar, a jarring kind of way to get him off the planet initially.
2: I also didn't really enjoy the fact that it seemed to be a bit repetitive with Leia getting lost, uh, kidnapped or anything, and running away again, and then Obi-Wan trying to find her, etc.
1: Yeah, um, breaching branching off that as uh, the dialogue once again was just not written well in my opinion. For example, this is a quote from um the Grand Inquisitor, Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't you think? Yes, we know the Sith can survive stuff like this, but it defeats the purpose of lightsaber deaths and wounds. If you know that they can survive all this stuff, then, then where's the tension? Where's, where's the, oh, no, he's not going to come back? But it, they always do now. It's it's almost just a bit unnecessary, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, definitely agree. If I may just
1: add, that was a great Grand Inquisitor impression. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was so good. That was, good. <laughs> that was so good. Why, thank you, guys. Um, it's just, I, I think, with the Grand Inquisitor... We didn't need him to be hurt for the show to show how weak he is. And it defeats the purpose of his character in Rebels being a feared Inquisitor chasing down Kanan and all them. It just kind of now watching Rebels after makes me wonder, is he even a threat in general?
2: I uh, 100% agree with your opinion, Jack, because I'm, I'm a quite a big Star Wars Rebels fan. And I always liked the Grand Inquisitor. I know mm. not, not everyone does. But I I really enjoyed his character. You know, he's always seems to be a step ahead. He's always Mm. pretty frightening. But this show, I feel like it just, you know, it didn't really give that vibe.
0: I'm going to take a bit of an opposite standpoint. Um, Not in the sense of the Grand Inquisitor, uh, you know, being a bad character. Because he's definitely, like, a great character. And especially in Rebels, he's really... Layered. Intimidating. Mm -hmm. Your comment about him being, like being easily, like, killed, killed. Yeah, quite great. Yeah. yeah. Um, be- showing that he's weak. I don't think that's necessarily the case to show that he's weak. It was a blind I think side. it's more to show the unpredictability of Reva and how that is supposed to make her
1: a compelling character. Exactly. I agree why they did that, but the reason they didn't have to show her stabbing the Inquisitor, they could have even had her igniting and then about to swing at him and then have the Inquisitor react to it and then kind of, Banish and punish her then But yeah. then she escapes And does her own bits Which she does anyway Like you didn't need to They just did that So then the Grand Inquisitor Wouldn't have to interfere For the rest of the show On Reva's doings Which is why I just think Reva's gonna be The next section actually Which is why I'm about to uh, Go into this I think her character Entirely is interesting I like the actor's Portrayal of her Being a villain And you not Like not meant to Like her as a character Because she's trying to Stop the protagonist Of Obi-Wan And Leia escaping which I understand, I however think she's just unnecessary to have this character in a show basically taking over the spotlight yeah. of our main central protagonist, Obi-Wan. And it just, and especially at the end where it has her almost killing Luke and chasing Luke having this weird conversation where it would have retconned because he's not meant to see a lightsaber until A New Hope. Because it was his first time igniting and seeing it. So they had to have him running away, being blind to the fact that Reva's chasing her um him with an ignited lightsaber. Then having him fall off this weird pile of rocks, being unconscious, and almost Reva changing the fate of the galaxy as we mm. know. It's just, it feels a bit too forced in my opinion, but yeah. I, I 100% agree with mm. you. Um, I just want to make a comment similar to,
0: not really retconning, but kind of affecting the, the timeline moving forward. Yeah. In A New Hope, Darth Vader says to uh, to old Ben, he says, "Um, When I last left you, I was but the line and I am the master. The bit, when I left you. In Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan left Anakin. Yeah. In this series, I thought, oh, here's the perfect chance exactly. to, You know, to do that. Too. And I thought, oh yeah, as soon as Darth Vader threw all the rocks at him and he's buried him, I thought, great, that's, that's it. fine, mm-hmm. that's good. We've left it there, Vader's left him. Then they had their extra fight and Obi-Wan left Vader.
1: So it just kinda kept the same thing. Exactly. I was I was like that's what I was saying, how I think it was almost unnecessary to have the show because they were using such a minor line to excuse for them to fight again, but then they even didn't even do it properly. So I was like,
2: I don't understand. What what are they going for here? Yeah.
1: But um that's that's just my opinion about some of the characters. Yeah,
2: I, I don't think Reva had a particularly important mm. role to play here, I think. And this is going to come off quite harsh, but I don't even think she was a useful character. I think yeah. they could have easily gone without her.
1: Yeah, but once again, there's no hate to the actress no. Moses Ingram. I thought she did a w- wonderful yeah. job. Moses being Ingram a... did a good job at mm. being an unlikable character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I might just add quickly, I I
0: think adding Reva into the story, it's it expands the law of the Inquisitors because we've gotten so many different types of Inquisitors, and just to we've seen them through Rebels, we've seen them in the Obi One show. And, I just, and we've we seen them in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. We might see them in, in um, Jedi Survivor, maybe. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've gotten little glimpses of them, and it's, just, it's a really interesting and fascinating program. And the fact that we were able to see
1: more of that in this show, even if it had some weak points, I think was really good. And to see it in live action as well. That is true, but once again, I also thought that when you said it's interesting to get more development of the Inquisitors, I thought that we haven't even had enough development of the original inquisitors mm. that we found yeah. in Rebels. Like this was a time for the fifth brother and the grand inquisitors to shine in live action and it didn't really do that for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was I was about to say the same thing. Mm. I think the inquisitors, I think we could have gone, you know, we we see him in Rebels, we see him in Fallen Order as you said. I think that's that's quite enough. Like they don't need to add more. I think there's enough inquisitors as there is and as Jack said, they can just expand on the ones that are already there that don't really need to add even more. Yeah.
1: Mm. And one of my um, most critical opinions about Obi-Wan is the action scenes actually mm-hmm. and how they were so choppy. It, it, it felt like a fan film. Why did they not bring back Nick Gillard who did the prequel fight scenes which was so choreographed perfectly and just gave you that emotional aspect to it?
2: Yeah, I mean the the lightsaber effectively being a baseball bat in the, in the show I just, oh I couldn't fathom it I just couldn't watch it, did not. Yeah, it just just,
1: it didn't it didn't really sit right with me. Also, but um, this would have given a much more emotional weight to the Vader and Obi Wan fight if it kind of connected to Revenge of the Sith's choreograph. And I know that they're both older, and one Darth is in a suit now, so the mobility is obviously not going to be all there. But it just it doesn't. I don't understand how lightsabers are getting worse logically with how they work within the universe, as um, Mark was saying. And it was used as a as a baseball bat for not cutting through with a hot laser sword on plastic stormtrooper gear. It just doesn't sit right with me, Disney catering with these family friendly content, but we've already seen Darth Maul being chopped in half and chopped in half and other violence that has been shown with that. So I don't understand why they just didn't continue to have lightsaber dismemberment.
2: Yeah, and then they have that that laser fence which shows a, a stormtrooper being cut in half. I assume it's because they didn't want to show the main protagonist dismembering people, I'm not mm. sure if that was what they were going for, but they can show it if it, if they fall into a laser gate, but they can't show it if Obi-Wan Kenobi himself actually slices someone with his lightsaber. Mm. We've seen it so many times before, episode one, as mm. you said Clone Wars, even A New Hope
0: mm. Exactly Oh, Just going back to something you said before, I'll take a logical standpoint. I feel that I know it's been a 10 year gap since Revenge of the Sith and, you know, Obi-Wan obviously hasn't picked up a lightsaber in However long he's obviously he buried it in the desert, yeah, because he just didn't want to think about it. So obviously he's going to be slow and weak and rusty, and that makes sense. Uh, Vader hasn't really had to fight anyone in, in you know, ten years. Yes, he fought Cal Kestis briefly, uh, and I'm sure there's been some comic runs where he's fought some other uh, other people. Um, but in terms of the progression from Revenge of the sister to to A New Hope, I think it's pretty good showing Vader is getting slower and. Kind of more stagnant with his movements. Obviously, he's able to hold up pretty well in the in the fight against Reva, but just he's very he's a very solid character, so he's not going to be very agile, and that's a good transition into kind of how he acts in a New Hope and how he fights in a New Hope.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from there, Cooper. Um, and um, extending on that point of the fight scene, Obi Obi Wan's first fight with Vader to me was just so. It's just so lame. Like, I understand why you're doing a rematch, but why have to have this weird mini rematch before the main rematch? Like, I understand they're trying to show how Darth is still kind of an imposing figure and Obi-Wan's rusty being in hiding. But once again, why make Obi-Wan another Luke Hermit from episode nine? Mm -hmm. And have him forget all these skills and training from when he was a Jedi. And he was one of the most powerful Jedi, in fact, who took out so many Sith. I know he's in hiding. I know he's trying to disconnect himself from the Force but he would not forget how to swing and defend himself with a lightsaber. It's just like in real life. You don't just lose a skill and technique that you've learned um, after 10 years just because you haven't done it for 10 years. It's, it doesn't yeah. work like
2: that. You, you might be a bit rusty to mm. get back into it, but yeah. you're not going to just completely forget how yeah. to do it. Uh, so Also, he, he's rusty, as I, as I said, because he hasn't fought in such a long time. I am gonna put it down to the fact that he's shocked that to find out Anakin yes. is back. That that's mm. the only real reason I can think of that he's so bad in this fight because he it is, scares bad. him. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that fire. It's it's not a very big fire. <laughs> Darth Vader. He could. It's Darth Vader after all. He could easily. I don't know. Jump over the fire. He could probably even go through the fire. He had so such an opportunity to go after Obi Wan, and he would have. You would think he would have. But he just lets him run off.
1: Torture. I th- yeah, I agree with Cooper. But I also think uh, it's, it's up for interpretation. But I also think it could be maybe Anakin slightly going like he was my master. I can't really do the job yet. Like because it was so that was like a first confrontation for so many years that it maybe shocked Darth maybe himself spooked too. Him or spooked him. Yeah. Seeing him in torture and agony maybe triggered some memories. But you know that's up for interpretation. Yeah, a bit we of, don't know. A bit of PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just briefly, that was kind of my overall general thoughts about Obi-Wan. I will continue to um, have my opinion in as I go, but I think Cooper has some stuff to say now, so yeah. Look, unlike, unlike the other
0: two next to me, I, I didn't find this series as much of a disappointment. I mean, it's Star Wars after all. You're getting Star Wars content with a beloved character, two beloved characters actually, mm. and you're getting an expansion of the galaxy and... And you know more character development, and especially in terms of Leia, you're getting way more character development for her at such a young age. And I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a good series that has a, a lot of faults. That's how I would describe it. Mm. Um, I think the way I would probably summarize things if I was like analyzing this series in in depth is I would say it's got a good story that isn't executed
1: well. Hmm. Yeah, I actually, I agree with that point, yeah.
2: I suppose, but I still personally think the story was subpar. I like, think it could have easily been... I, think, I, I yeah. don't know what, I can't think of one right now, but there definitely could have been a better story.
1: I just forgot to mention also, when you're talking about the story-wise and story structure, episode structures and everything, and as I said before, they were initially meant to make a movie about it, but there were so many different rewrites and reshoots and mm. so many things that I think maybe could have been some of the reasons why Stuff was choppy, or there was unnecessary dialogue or moments in this thing just to make it flow better. I don't know; it could be that. Yeah. I've jotted down a couple of a couple of notes that I'd like to share with you
0: all, and you guys can obviously tune in if you'd like. Uh, I've got a list of positives in in the series of what I quite enjoyed. The first of all, main point: the acting is great. I I think, I mean. Obi Wan is probably in the series on screen like what would you say eighty to ninety percent of the time. Probably eighty, and you know he's he's fantastic. He's he portrays this hermit character really well. He feels defeated, like, for most of the time. He feels the sense of urgency. It looks like he feels urgency when, you know, Leia's captured and he's got to get out to these things. He feels upset, you know, when Bail Organa is asking him to do
1: this mission for him. You can see
2: on his face, he looks regretful. He He does. He looks sad. He looks depressed. Yes. they definitely did
1: the ageing well of his uh, look, too. Mm. He definitely has that bridge in the gap of uh, how he becomes more grey. definitely. Mm. Um...
0: I, I think that the... Unlike what Jack thought. I thought the score was alright. I thought the music was pretty good. It felt Star wars It felt like kind of... Actually, you know how I'll describe it. It sounded like a pre A New Hope score. Like it, it's kind of subtly building to what A New
1: Hope kind of sounds like. I'm sorry. I just, I just can't bring myself to agree with you on the score aspect. It's just... I can't relate. Like... Because that was meant to be Obi-Wan's score as, like, a whole character. You would think he would get more triumphant or memorable. Like, it doesn't even have to be triumphant. It could just be, like, a good recognisable score for his entire life's journey. That was just more so focused around his after years being older. I just couldn't... I just couldn't, couldn't get, get with it that much. I'm sorry. That's fair yeah. enough. that's your opinion. Yeah. Uh. Also,
0: I think Leia's story... I think her introduction in this series... And her story is a really good introduction for her moving forward into Rebels. I think because she's ten years old in this series, because it's ten years after *Avenger the Sith*, and then moving into Rebels, which is about five years later, uh, she's fifteen in that series, and she's already fighting against the Empire. So this is her taste of like fighting against injustice and helping those, and helping her father with this um, rebellion. And I think it's it's a good introduction for her. The last note I'd like to make is... And I'm, I'm surprised we all forgot about this. Yeah. Seeing Qui-Gon again was absolutely no, fantastic. Yeah. I was going to mention that. That was so good. I just... I know... I know it came late. And from memory, I... Was... Did he... Was Did he become a Force ghost? Did he learn the ways to become a he Force ghost? He was one of the first... I he He learned that, yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't know why. I think I'm recalling... I think I'm wrongly recalling a Clone Wars episode where... Um, he wasn't able to fully become a Force ghost. Anyway, it's great to see him regardless. I'd like to see him more. Maybe he might appear in the Ahsoka series, you mm-hmm. know, considering what I've heard about, you know,
1: jumping between the world between worlds. You Which know. I actually didn't mind That A lot of people didn't have a... Didn't like that in Rebels, but honestly, yeah. I thought it leaves the door open for many stories to branch oh, yeah. out of. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. that,
2: that's one of the things I personally didn't really enjoy about mm-hmm. Rebels. Okay. One of the very few things.
1: Cough, cough, Kylo Ren returned, babe. Ooh. You know, there's all sorts there's of... all sorts of things. Yeah. It's basically like the Star Wars multiverse. Yeah, or like What If,
0: almost. What like If, You yeah. could get different stories coming off
1: it, yeah. but yeah.
0: Um. Okay, I'll jump into some negatives now because, you know... And I'll keep this brief because Jack's kind of already touched over them. I thought the lighting was really bad. It was very dark. A lot of the series, when we weren't on Tatooine or Alderaan, it was dark. Hmm. Dayu was dark fight uh, scenes were so dark man Yeah, even, the, the final yeah.
1: fight scene I just realised like it was so dark it was and it it's felt it, felt,
0: it didn't even feel like a planet it felt like yeah. underneath a cave or
1: something it didn't feel real I don't know why they picked that planet to be the final confrontation before A New Hope you would think yeah. they'll do some memorable planet at least or even like mm. yo I just had a great idea why couldn't they do it on like Naboo or something like and then to because that would be like Obi-Wan's way of trying to mess with with Darth... I, mean, I mean, I know and they were escaping that planet with the ship initially. That's why they weren't probably close to anything big. But come on now, please. You know, you know who else is there? Padme. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. To mess with these oh head. Oh my yeah, god. That would have been crazy. That would have been magical. good. Oh, ah, yeah.
0: damn. Fan theories already. <laughs> uh, second point was touching on the planets. I feel like... And I don't know if you guys agree with me. I feel like the planets that were introduced in this series, and even in, like, the Mandalorian... They just don't feel fleshed out. They feel more like landscapes. And that's really frustrating for me because I love world building in Star Wars. Uh for example, like in The Mandalorian, the planet Tython. That felt didn't it felt like, you know, a California landscape. Fam on, film. Yeah, fan film landscape. And that was the same with a bunch of these sort of Planets in the series as well. Yeah,
1: I think I think Mandalorian slowly. I know that Tython was in the second season, but I think the first season of Mandalorian was very landscape esque. Mm. But I do feel like apart from Tython, which once again, uh, eventually when my uh, book of Boba Fett show comes out, <laughs> I mention how I think Robert Rodriguez is very fan film in the way he directs, and once again, he did that episode. Yes, he did. He did. So I just personally think Mandalorian season two actually did a better version, um, better better way of showing a more fleshed out. Planets, But apart from that singular episode that Robert Rodriguez did <laughs> My final point
0: I'd like to make on the series uh, Is actually about Anakin Skywalker And I I want you guys to, you know, be in this conversation as well I think that this series, obviously he was going to come back But it I think it's important for the future of Anakin Skywalker Anakin is probably, if not the most important character in the Star Wars universe mm. And he has been and he will continue to be And I feel like we've seen his story across three prequel films, a Clone Wars series and the three original trilogy films. But there's that massive gap between Revenge of the Sith and um, A New Hope. And then even after Return of the Jedi when he's a Force ghost, there's so much left to explore with his character. There's so much more that can happen for him. And because he's so important, I feel like... This is the right opportunity with the crowd that Star Wars has gathered. It's it's time to explore as much of his story as possible because we've seen the
1: main part of it. Let's explore the side bits about yeah, it. Yeah, imagine imagine seeing a for- just imagine this guys. Imagine seeing a Force Ghost of Anakin, even like a second, or like just to guide Ahsoka in the Ahsoka show, and just sh- and have that kind of um to have that kind of reunion with um Anakin and Ahsoka even after their very emotional fight in Rebels would just be so, so wholeheartedly warm welcomes for everyone to watch. Actually, this is kind of off topic, but I've always
0: imagined that the start of the Ahsoka series would feature uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and either a younger Ahsoka or Rosario Dawson, oh sorry, Rosario Dawson, Mm -hmm. like, in a Clone Wars battle. That'd be cool. That would be so cool.
1: Like the Clone Wars movie? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I just wanted to say about your point about the extra moments hmm. of Anakin slash Darth Vader. I think you're right about the gap between episode four and, well, sorry, episode three and episode four. I think what they could really do is show the, I mean, he's obviously Anakin has transitioned to Darth Vader already in episode three, but if we can see kind of how, how he becomes darker, he becomes more brutal. And we saw a bit of it actually in Obi-Wan Kenobi with the town when he was murdering yeah. the civilians. oh my God. Uh, yeah. But but I would like to just quickly quickly mention about your point about the ghost, Anakin's ghost. I mean, I guess you, it's cool, it's cool and all, but I think he's ending in yeah, episode six, how, how he's ended, I think, put him to rest. I think that's, personally, I think that's a good conclusion to Anakin's story. Oh,
1: I got, honestly, Mark, i got to disagree with you on that. Like, he's the chosen one and he's someone who we need just so much more content of because... We yeah I know I put it to rest but like think about it we're never gonna see him again what, as a real on. life person. When, when
2: I say put it to rest, I mean only after he dies in episode six because there's all that potential with Darth Vader between three and four. Right, even f- so yeah. much stuff we could talk about. I
1: know, but but Mark, you get to see. Imagine seeing Anakin even as a Force ghost, as a Jedi again. Like no matter who, like as a good. Like, the good Anakin. It'd be so cool. Mark, I've got a question for you. Yes. When you were in the cinemas
0: watching The Last Jedi, Luke was mm. about to go off and burn the Jedi texts, mm. And it panned across the screen and you saw Yoda's green ears. How did you feel?
2: I saw Yoda's green ears. Yeah. Mm. Did you feel it.
0: excitement? Did you feel sort so happy? Sort of. But yeah.
2: I think... No, but let me... How would you feel
0: if Anakin Skywalker <laughs> appeared in Let me in say
2: two things. Okay, one... I got actually three things. Oh, my God. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) Rise of Skywalker, what's that? Second of all... Did I say Rise of Skywalker? You did. I meant The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Oh, it's okay, but still, what's that? Not canon in my head. Oh, Oh! Oh, no. Um, Let me me finish. Second of all, okay, Luke, I don't think he should have or would have burnt the Jedi text. Okay, so what that means is Yoda shouldn't have been there, okay? And okay. and third of all, I don't even know what I was gonna say because you've <laughs> rolled me up so much. Okay,
1: okay, okay, guys. Uh, let me just uh, let me just stop you guys there. We got we gotta put this uh, fire put down. Oh okay. yes, I remember. You oh, said no, what God. would I,
2: what would I think if I saw Anakin's ghost? Sure, it would be cool. But what I'm saying is, I don't really think there needs to be much of a further story. It should be cool, fan service and all. But like, do they really need to to um build upon afterwards?
1: Okay, okay, that's your opinion. I think we should just calm this fire because guys I've got heated. an
2: update Mark's not appearing in the next episode <laughs> yeah see you guys I'm happy <laughs>
1: nah I, I I can see where you guys are both coming from I just I think personally that's one of the things where it's up to the writers to decide if they really do want to bring Anakin back after the episode 6 and, and kind of have that um fan service kind of thing come back up so yeah
0: alright Mark after your very unsavoury opinion <laughs> would you like to give us some thoughts about Obi-Wan Kenobi mm.
2: I would thank you I've been waiting a little bit so I've got some positives and negatives as you did I think I'll start with the negative so I can end on a bit more of a <laughs> positive note after all that <laughs> so we've already touched on most of them but um, there's a few particular scenes that I wanted to talk about so I've already mentioned the baseball bat as I call it <laughs> I wouldn't really call it a lightsaber uh, now in the in the same sort of part of the show in the in that Imperial base uh, now Obi Wan's friend Tyler Dureth, what is what is this all about knocking a stormtrooper out by whacking them on the helmet?
1: Yeah, that that was kinda silly.
2: Yeah. What explain, Cooper, you look like you wanna say something. I
0: don't, I'm just thinking about it.
2: It's uh... Okay, look. Well, I know it's compared, as we said before, to plastic, but these are military personnel. I know we don't. Re- they don't really seem like it, but the stormtroopers are supposed to be the best of the best of the Imperial Army. Mark is
0: throwing all sorts of comments out uh, there today. Mark is heated. <laughs> Look, I thought you were gonna be the
2: <laughs> You roll, you rolled me up from before. Okay, but what? What? How can you knock it? Like, imagine going. Some person walking up to like a soldier, an actual real life soldier, whacking them pretty lightly in the face, on the helmet, and knocking them out. Does that make... Does it make much sense? I don't think so. It was painful to watch. Alright, now let me continue with some more negative moments. That was just point one, guys. That was just point one. What happened when Obi-Wan and Leia fled the base, okay? Oh my god, yeah. There's an old, dishevelled man with a big beard in a military base with a child in his coat how it's surrounded by uh soldiers officers even engineers i don't know what, what else would mark, be there? mark
1: i've got the simple solution for this plot armor
2: yes exactly she's in his coat there's a huge huge you can see a child in a human-sized child in this man's coat is this not suspicious
0: and if I add, at the start of the episode, they make such a big emphasis about security. Yes. They have to bloody, they check, that it's the, they check Tyler's, like, identity to make sure it's the right one. And uh, I'm sure oh they're,
2: they're panicked because there's a siren going off, there's an intruder. But if they're on high alert, would they not see this old man with a child hanging in his coat? Would they not see it? You make, you make a fair point. I can't defend that. No one All can right.
0: defend that. <laughs> it's poor writing.
2: Let's, let's get to some positives, okay? We don't want to end yeah. this on, such a, on such a poor note. We don't want to end on such a poor note. I've already mentioned the Grand Inquisitor. I think he could have had a... a uh, he was in the show, which is obviously good, but he could have had a much more important uh, role to play. I think he could have replaced Reva, quite personally. Uh, with the Darth Vader, as we mentioned before the the part where he walks through the town and he's brutally yeah it's hard it's hard to watch but it is what i would say is darth vader and but what i think is probably my favorite scene in the in the whole show is when darth vader comes storming down the hallway and he chokes reva and lifts her into the air and he yells at her do your impression no (laughs)
1: i'll do it
2: this is what i this is what i call darth vader this is what it should be
1: um however just to interject quickly I do agree that's what's called Darth Vader. But once again, Plot Armor protects Reaver because we know from Empire and stuff he does not take mercy from others if they fail him. Yep. So he would have choked her out completely
2: that and Admiral, that's end. The Admiral that he chokes to death.
0: He's already killed an Inquisitor, guys, by the way. Mm, yeah. He killed, yeah. Um, uh, Triller. Mm.
2: Exactly. He's extremely disappointed with Reaver, so why wouldn't he do it to her as well? Plot Armor. Yes, Plot Armor, exactly.
0: Doesn't he say you were warned that... But
2: something what failure would bring i don't know i can't remember it um a few i've got two more main points i want to make positive points thankfully so the flashbacks with obi-wan and anakin sparring that was really fun to watch uh you know there you go that's what that's what you can you're saying you want to see anakin the good anakin as you said well, there you go, that's a nice opportunity.
1: Yeah, but I think that flashback was also primarily to contrast that what was happening oh, in the it present time. Yeah. It definitely it was. Wasn't, it wasn't like what all of us wanted Clone Wars flashbacks in their armour from the, the the Clone Wars show and them actually like having something meaningful, I guess. But it was meaningful. It just wasn't what we all imagined.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. But it was still it was still uh, really cool to see. As were the uh, was the Order sixty six scene uh, the the live action clones mm. that was really really cool to mm. see and we're mm. gonna
0: say more of that in the Mandalorian season three
2: mm. yep yep um and speaking of clones that that one scene with the homeless clone I, I thought that was really you know bring shows shows what's happened to the clones they've essentially been phased out and I think this this has even more remaining now after episode uh, eight of the Bad Batch yeah. with with the 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 um. The recruitment bill,
1: as we also mentioned in Andor in and last yep, week's episode. In last
2: week's episode, yeah, we mentioned it. Just wanted to touch on it again. I'm seeing what happens to the, to the clones. Uh, finally, I want to end with Qui Gon Jinn, as I said I would before. Uh, it was definitely fan service, but I I think it was actually for once an important part of the show, an important plot point. It can definitely be further expanded upon. Uh, Qui Gon, after you know all the training he'd done to to achieve to become a Force ghost. Now we can see he's his further training Obi-Wan, that's what I think, that's what the show could have been about, for example, that's one thing.
0: And it gives Obi-Wan a direction now, because he's kind of, yeah. he's saved Luke, he's kind of fended off the Inquisitors and Vader, and now he can go be with his master again and learn about the ways of the Force again. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: if you guys are all happy with your thoughts and collected everyone's uh, ideas and heated discussions, <laughs> I would like to say a big thank you to everyone who is listening to our uh, podcast. And I would also like to thank my two colleagues here for a lovely and very intriguing discussion. discussion.
2: A very um, enlightened debate.
1: Yeah, so um, I'd like to thank them again for also, we continue to do this for our own enjoyment and also for your others uh, watching enjoyment. Hope you guys are enjoying it. We do.
0: Thanks, Jack. It's very, very kind of you to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, what are we going to be talking about next
0: week, guys?
2: Next week, we'll be talking about our hopes for Star Wars in 2023 and what's to come.
0: Yep. Very good. And just a reminder that we do have socials on Instagram, Facebook, and... YouTube. YouTube. uh, All under Coruscant Nights. And we also have a Patreon as well. So, go ahead and follow our Patreon if you want to support us. Or if you just
1: want more content from us, that would be greatly appreciated. And... And, um, I actually have a Boba Fett video essay, which I mentioned earlier, which will be coming out after this episode three, which will be talking about the book of Boba Fett and how I wasn't so keen about how it turned out. So yeah, keep stay tuned for that on Coruscant Nights on YouTube. Go subscribe. See you guys.
2: Bye-bye.